talk about Peter today. We're in a series called Real, Living a Life of Transparency. Living a Life of Transparency. The first message is dealing with the man Paul, the Apostle Paul. And I'm doing a series on him being real. Here's a man named Peter, one of the disciples, Peter, the main disciple, the leader, Peter. He wasn't the Pope, but somebody made that up. He was the, he was the leader of the disciples. Got it? Yes or no? But he was a man with problems. If there's one person you don't want to pray to, it's Peter. Okay? Let me just throw that out there right now. Amen? And Peter's just amen me up in heaven, I'm sure. Amen? Come on. We have one mediator between God and man. The, the man's name is who? Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible teaches. Amen? So Peter was a real man. We would call Peter a man's man. I mean, people say that. He's tough. I think if Peter lived today, he would, he'd love sports. He'd be a crazy fisherman. Amen. I don't necessarily think he'd have the fanciest boat or nothing like that, but he would probably have the sharpest knife. He was that kind of guy. And I, I just see him like that. Peter reminds me of somebody that's just determined, but he's just sort of down and dirty. He gets the job done. He's very emotional. That means he's a crybaby. No, it means he speaks his mind. His mouth gets him in a lot of trouble. You know who that reminds me of, right? Me. Amen. So, I like him a lot. I don't worship Peter. He was not a person to worship. We don't worship people. Say that with me. We don't worship people. People want to worship you. Uh-uh. You point your hand up to the sky, give God all the credit. Amen? Say. Let's look at him, though. See what this message is about. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Jesus is resurrected. Acts 2 has happened. The disciples have preached. A lot of people have been saved. The ministry of the church of Jesus Christ is beginning. It really is. It's starting to get going. Amen? Say, it's early. And these guys, the disciples, are the leaders. They were people that denied and people that turned their back on Jesus, but now they got their footing. They're filled with the Spirit. They have a passion for the Lord. Amen? Say. So here we go. About the ninth hour. That ninth hour is about three in the afternoon. Jewish time started at 6 a.m., I believe. Amen? It's about 3 o'clock. Got it? And a certain man was lame from his mother's womb. He was carried when they laid daily there at the gate of the temple, which is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those that are coming in to worship. Can you help? I'm, I'm crippled. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked them, uh, Sirs, can you give me some money? I'm crippled. And Peter, fastening his eyes on that crippled man with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive some money. A little money, sirs. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. You picked the wrong fellow. But such as I have, give I to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Whoa. Now, Peter was a normal man, no doubt about it. There are a lot of different views on what's happening here in the Scripture. But the church, 
was just getting started. These disciples were filled with amazing gifts and power of the Lord. And, and, and Peter actually told this man, you know, you can be healed. And that's what he said. And he took him by the right hand and he lifted him up and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received what? Strength. And this lame man, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. I'm just going to say something real quick. The church today is trying to mimic this. You see it on TV? Excuse me. Did you know we live in the days of cell phones? Do you know that? Did you know you can take videos with your cell phone? You can do all that. But there's these people that are out there trying to do this and mimic this stuff. And they say, it's the Lord. But it's funny how the people still walk away limping. You hear me? Yes or no? You cannot mimic the power of God. You can't pray it up, uh, run around, flop like a chicken. I'm just telling you straight up. This was a very special thing. If Gary Clark had the ability to heal people, I would never sleep. I wouldn't. I might sleep an hour at the most. I would be about God's business all the time, heal everybody I could. And it certainly wouldn't happen just when the cameras were rolling. Y'all listening to me or not? Say, be wise. Things like this certainly have happened. I believe in healing, but I sure don't believe in much at all. Some man doing anything. Y'all listen to me or not? Say. So if you see that, save your money. Got it? You might not like me saying that, but it's the truth. It's real. So it came to pass on the morrow, next day, this event had happened, that the rulers, the elders, the scribes, I said that about the cell phone, excuse me, if all these miracles, people say, oh, I was on a campaign crusade. We raised eight people from the dead. Well, won't you have your cell phone with us? Let me see it. You hear me? Yes or no? All this. They, they're pretty crazy people on TV talking about people that didn't have no arm. They grew an arm. But if you put that on the YouTube, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be famous. Y'all listen to me or not? The lost world's not stupid, but so much of the church is. Excuse me, guys. I don't mean to be ugly. But come on. Be smart. Y'all listening to me or not? I hope so. I hope so. Come on. I told you I'd get in trouble. It came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and the elders and the scribes and Annas the high priest. By the way, he was the one that was there in charge, basically, of Jesus' crucifixion. These people, it's only a, it's only a, like... A couple of months back, Jesus was crucified. This thing is still hot. You understand? Yes or no? They killed Jesus. They'll probably kill these guys. That's the plan. And now this guy, this lame man's been healed. And Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest, they were gathered together at Jerusalem. This is where all this is happening because Jesus told them, don't leave Jerusalem, remember? Remember? Stay here. They'd been running to Galilee and other places. Stay! And they did. And when they had sent them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you healed this man? Don't go to sleep on me. This will get good if you hang in here. Then Peter, say it with me, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, 
ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed that we did to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel, say it with me, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand before you whole. Any questions, fellas? You know Peter was mouthy to begin with. I think Peter was the kind of fellow, buddy, when he knew he was right, you couldn't stop him. <laughs> Amen? Or shut him up. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner, Jesus. Neither is there salvation in any other name. He's laying it out. If that, he already had a mark on him, buddy. There's like this little spot on his head. I can see the little dot right there. They want this guy dead. For there's no other name under heaven given among men, say it with me, whereby we must be. These are verses I still quote all the time. Beautiful. And when they saw the boldness, the boldness, and boy, Peter was bold. Peter was bold even when Peter was wrong. Man, when Peter's right, he's really bold. Good grief. So when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived, and watch this verse. You might say, where's the title coming? You'll get there to it. We're going to talk about an idiot. Hang in here. And they perceived, say this with me, it's very important. And now when they, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, help me right here, start right there, and perceived, help me, that they, help me, were unlearned and ignorant men. One more time. They were what? Unlearned and ignorant men. Now keep reading. They marveled. Now can't he keep on. This ain't that hard. And they took knowledge of, this is the part I like, that they had been with who? Now we're getting to the message. That's the beautiful thing about the Bible. You'll be reading along and there's a message. It'll get you. Let's look. Here we go. So Peter was bold, boldness. What does the word boldness mean? We're in a series called Real right now. But Peter, he was a real guy, but he was really bold. They even saw it in the Bible. They saw it. These guys that hated his guts saw That's a bold joker right there. Boldness means free and fearless confidence. It's a free and fearless confidence displayed in an uninhibited and unreserved manner. Amen? Did y'all get that? Yes or no? That's boldness. Free and fearless confidence displayed in an uninhibited and unreserved manner. That's, that's the way I like to preach. People leave here sometimes, you a nut. I just really believe in what I'm talking about. You hear me, yes or no? Now, I don't get out in town and shove it down people's face and in their throat. I don't do that. But about anywhere I go, people know. That's Pastor Gary, and they see me as a regular guy. But when it comes to the things of the Lord or whether it's praying for food or whether it's just handling myself in a certain way, I'm real, but I do it in a way that I have confidence. You understand? I don't need to be reserved on Sunday morning in my love for Jesus Christ. 
Y'all hear me or not? But there's nothing worse than a phony. You out there, oh, I love Jesus. But they see your life as a disaster. Amen. Oh, I love Jesus when you, when you, when you need something. I love Jesus except when things get hard and you quit and run. Amen or oh me. Jesus is Jesus or he ain't. Amen. Say. So, he should be part of your life. That's boldness. Boldness is not a fakery. It's not, Peter ain't faking here. He's a bold guy, period. But when it comes to Jesus, he's the real deal. Y'all listening or not? And it wasn't just the church folks that noticed it. It was the people that hated his guts that noticed it. That wanted him dead that noticed he'd been with Jesus. And there's something up with this guy because he's an idiot. We know where he's from. He's from Galilee. Those people can't even speak good Hebrew up there. And they knew he was an idiot. They said he was an idiot. But something's different about him. And we got us a problem. Got it? Yes or no? And that's what Caiaphas and all of them are saying. So he said, these are unlearned and ignorant men. What does that mean in the Bible? They were without formal education. If you don't have formal education, quit acting like you do. Yeah, but what will people think? Well, they'll probably think you just like them or normal. Yes or no? Nothing worse than somebody trying to act smarter than they are. You ain't. Okay. They didn't have any formal education, and they didn't have any professional religious credentials. It's funny when some fella gets a job and he's misplaced. He ain't in the right job. I've seen it happen many times. They go get their little training, they get their little certificate, and they try to go out and sell their stuff. And you can see they're a fish out of water. Because they got their little certificate and they got their little credentials, but the problem is they ain't real. That ain't who they are, and they need to find another job. Amen? Say. Christian life's that way. Be real. They noticed them. They could see Peter and John. Or these are these are unlearned and ignorant folk. But they still looked at them marveling, even though they hated them and wanted them dead. One thing we know, they've been with Jesus. I love that, don't you? Spend some time with Him. See if that doesn't help you in your life. Amen. Come on. So, here we go, Rods. We're rolling with the message now, buddy. Push, push. A real idiot. Can you say that with me? Wake up. Come on, one more time. A real idiot. A real idiot. That's what Peter was. Peter was a real idiot. He wasn't a phony idiot. He was a real idiot. He was a real idiot. Why do you say that, Clark? That's a bad word. You shouldn't call people idiots. Well, I know I shouldn't. It slips every once in a while. You know why I call him an idiot? Because that's the word that's in the Bible. Unlearned and ignorant. Guess what that word is in the Greek? It's idiotos. Now, you're not Greek scholars, but guess where the word idiot comes from? Am I right, Miss Greek Scholar? Are you in the room? Is that correct? Now, I know in Greek, you Greeks don't pronounce the D out loud. It's, say it real loud. One, two, three. 
Say it again. See there? It sounds different, but I said, you know what? We regular folk, we're going to say idiotos or idiotos. Because <laughs> that's the way it sounds to us, doesn't it? Say, we don't know the D doesn't make a D sound because we're idiots. So that's what they were saying. These, the high priest and all the other people, they listened to Peter and John and they noticed that these guys in the Greek, they were what? Idiots. That's what it means. These are real idiots. That's what they would tell one another. These guys are real idiots. Yeah, real idiots. Real idiots. Yeah, but they've been with Jesus. Real idiots. They marveled. They knew these men had been with Jesus. Did you know God wants to use you and me? My personality, your personality. Your gifting, my gifting. And He wants people to marvel. That He could take people like you and me and save us. And have us our lives, not perfect, but set our feet on a rock and we could have some solidness about us. Bring some sanity, some, some really screwed up heads. Amen? That's called a light. God takes people like us and puts us as lights in the world. Amen? The worst thing you can do is be somebody you're not. Be the real idiot that God's called you to be. Y'all listen to me or not? How many would say, Pastor Gary, I've made some really dumb mistakes in my life. Dumb choices. Can I see some hands? Idiots. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Here's the point. God uses people like us that have made some very stupid decisions in our life. Isn't that the truth? Yes or no? How many would say... I, I don't know as much of the Bible as I certainly need to know. Let me see your hands. See there? That's okay. That doesn't mean you stay that way. You start and learn and spend some time with Him. But to the religious trained people, so many of you and me, I'm sure if they listen to me, they'd say, I don't know a thing, is they look at us as idiots. So that's where we're going with the message today. Keep looking. Let's switch some gears. Let's switch some gears. Today, many people come to God and to eliminate pain or rid themselves of trouble. That's why people come to God. Many people. Oh, if I just get God, my trouble will go away. No, it won't. You're an idiot. Come on, guys. Think about it. You're going to come to Fellowship Church on a Sunday morning and, and we're going to get your wife back. I don't think so. You hear me or not? Or all your life you've had trouble with your family, but one Sunday it's all going to get fixed by me? Probably not. Guys, we need to come to be saved. We need to come to hear the Lord. We need to come to grow in the Lord and not put a little wish list or hope. Is it this isn't a genie in a bottle, church? Yes or no? Say. Guys, this is real life. Real stuff happens. I call it crap. It happens in our life. And God wants to use us. And we've made bad choices, many of us. And God forgives. And He can set us on a solid rock. Amen. So, but a lot of people do that. They come to eliminate pain or rid themselves of trouble. And by the way, guys, that's not reality. That's not living in reality. If I just pray enough or if I give enough. How about the Bible says, if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, I'll lift you up. What is Second Chronicles? If my people which are called by my name, 
will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I'll hear their prayer, I'll forgive their sins, and I'll even heal their land. But there's not a lot of fancy mumbo-jumbo there, is there, say? That's called real. That's why we come. God, God meets us right where we are. So Jesus came to us, came to save us. Say this with me. Jesus came to save us from our what? That's why He came. Not to give us a new house, a new car, a new this or a new that. That's just crazy talk. That's why He came. Jesus did not die to make us safe and free from pain or trouble. That's not reality. How many had something happen to you and you thought it would never happen? Let me see your hand. It would never happen to me. Never happened to me. Never happened to me. How many, one of your children, something happened to your kids and you thought it would never, they'd never make the choice they made. They would never do that. Jesus Christ came. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. He did it to save us from our sins. Because we're going to hell without Him. Now that's the Bible. Some people might call us idiots for believing it. Or just spell my name right. Gary with two R's. I believe there's one thing that can erase sins. Forgive sins. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Shed on the cross. He died, He was buried, He rose again. He lives forevermore at the right hand of God the Father where He ever prays for me. He makes intercession for me. That's what the Bible says. I might sound like an idiot, but I at least want people to know I really believe it. Amen? Come on. Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on. That was Peter. Jesus did not call a single person. Listen to this right here. He did not call a single person from a religious sect to be His disciple. That's pretty remarkable. The Son of the living God came to this planet. He chose disciples and He didn't call one of them from a religious sect. Now later on, He did meet Paul on the road to, uh, to Damascus and He knocked him down with a blinding light and saved his sorry tale. Amen say. But Jesus isn't looking for religiosity. He's looking for real people. Are you hearing me or not today? So many people who follow the Lord, some of the best people I've ever met in my life are country people that don't know much. But I tell you what, when you've got some needs in your life, you want that sister so-and-so at that little old country church to pray for you. I tell you that. Amen. Say. And they're faithful. And they might not speak the best English and they might not have the most money and all that mess. But I'm going to tell you this right now. There's some good people that love God. That ain't got all the education and everything, but they know the Lord. Amen? I want to be with one of them. <laughs> Amen. Jesus specializes in using those who are insecure and who think they are just not good enough. He's pretty good at using idiots. I hope you're getting the drift today. I'm not trying to put you to sleep. Here's what the Bible says. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. The weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren. Say it with me. How that not many what? Wise men after the flesh. Not many what? Mighty. Not many what? Noble or called. That's not who God calls. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. The church was never to be a place for you to show off your credentials. A church is a place where we show off Him. 
the change he's made in my life. Hey, if you want to show us something, show us the crap he saved you from. You hear me today? But the church is about this, and you got this, and they got this much money. We put the ones with the, with the best education in the highest positions. And so, so many times, that's the dumbest decision you can make. What to put the humble there, the people that want to serve there, the people that are real there, the honest there. Y'all hearing me or not? God chose the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. God chose the base things, things like people like my mama, a drunk who would run around on her husband who's sitting there in a chair. He speaks through the TV, through Billy Graham. You can be saved. God loves you. The Spirit touches my mama's heart. We walk to church. Three weeks later, she's saved. She becomes a beautiful burning light for Christ. God specializes in using crazy people. Amen. Hope you're getting the message today. Peter was a real idiot. Things that are despised, God chooses. You might say, Pastor Gary, I'm despised. I don't, people don't like me. I don't like myself. You're a prime candidate for the grace of God. Amen. Say, the things that are not to bring to naught the things that are. That no, Say that last part with me. That no flesh should glory in His presence. The Bible says repeatedly, God says about pride, I'll reject it, I'll reject it, I'll reject it. God's, not, God's God and I ain't and you ain't. God ain't going to compete with you because it ain't no competition. Amen? Say, our place is on the floor at His feet. That's the plan here. That's why God chooses us. Jesus is looking for people who are still stupid enough to believe that all things are possible with God. Can you say that with me? I wrote it. You might not like it, but say it anyway. Jesus is looking for people who are still stupid enough to believe that all things are possible with God. Amen? We're crazy. I used to sing a song years ago. We may cry when we're happy. We may laugh when we're sad. We may even say, praise the Lord when things turn out bad. We are a peculiar people, just strangers in this land. But we're still holding on to Jesus' unseen hand. That's who we are. We're odd. You mean something happened bad and you praise the Lord because it did? Well, it is what it is. Praise the Lord. Amen. Say, you ever been happy about something and tears started blowing? Let me see your hand. Because we're crazy. I'm just throwing that out there. Keep looking. Keep looking. How did Peter go from denial and deep discouragement, that was last week, to having a free and fearless confidence? Don't you want to get there? To having an uninhibited and unreserved manner. Don't you want to get there? This is the man that denied the Lord. This is the man that quit and turned on the Lord. This is the man that ran. To causing even the religious elite to marvel. Don't you want to get there? Don't you want to get there? To living his life in such a manner that people knew he had been with Jesus. Don't you want that to be said of you? Don't you want that? Well, Peter was a real idiot. You just might qualify. Don't you want to be one? Don't you want to be one? I do. And you know what I found? There's a whole lot more people out there like me that don't know a whole lot than there are out here these folks that think they're high and mighty and know better. You hear me? Yes or no? 
So I'm telling you, you're in pretty good company when you stop and let the Lord save you and forgive your sins and put your faith in Him and follow Him. You're in some pretty good company out there. That's a pretty good thing to do. So, how did he do it? How did Peter do it? And Raj, I'm going to push through these real quick if you don't mind. I think we can do it. Okay, buddy? You ready? You ready to roll? I think we can do it. Here's how he did it. Number one, Peter got up. Peter got up. Now, what I mean, you see this, he did this by himself. And don't, don't think I don't mean the Lord's with him. But guys, if you're going to get up, it's going to be your choice. If you're going to want to follow the Lord, it's going to be your choice. You hear me, yes or no? We say, oh, lightning strike me from heaven or something would happen. I would follow God. How about just hush your mouth and make a decision? I'm going to follow him today. Amen. Say, why has God, God got to do some more for you before you start to follow him? Amen. Say, you follow him by faith. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, he said unto Peter, it's the Lord. This is John 21. This is when Peter had quit. He's on the boat. He's going to quit on the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard it was the Lord, he girded his fisher's coat. It was unto him, for he was naked. Probably had underwear on. But anyway, he did cast himself into the sea. All right? He got up. He went to that shore. He went to follow the Lord. He took the initiative. Peter, Peter was making his way back to the Lord. The point is, that was the first thing he did. He got up. It's just a real simple message from here on in. How did Peter become this real idiot? Well, he got up. He went to the Lord. The Lord had that conversation with him where he said, Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? We talked about it last week. Remember? Said it three times. Peter denied him three times. And he finally light went on. You know I love you. So Peter got up, he made the decision, he made the decision, this is what I'm going to do. You need to do that if you're going to be what God wants you to be. He can use you, stop making excuses about, I'm an idiot. You're, you're a perfect candidate then. Just don't be an idiot and a lazy bum too, okay? Be a person that says, I'm going to get up because the grace is there and I'm going to receive the Lord. I'm going to follow the Lord. Get up. Number two, he stood up. He stood up. He did, so he did this first one. He did it by himself. He's got to make the decision. He did. I'm jumping in the water. I'm going, ah, I'm gone. Nobody pushed him. He wasn't following nobody. He just did it. Number two, he became this real idiot because he stood up. What do I mean? He did it with believers. That's the community of believers, with other believers in Christ. And in those days, Peter, say it with me. Say it with me. Stood what? Up. In the middle of the disciples, and he said, and etc. the names were 120. So he stood up in Acts chapter 1. He's where God told him to be. He stands up with the other disciples right there. He's where he should be with other believers in Christ. You want to be a real idiot for the Lord and follow the Lord? You've got to make that first step. But number two, this is really important. Did you hear me? Yes or no? Being with other believers. And when you're studying the Word of God, we have different Bible study groups. You don't have to be by yourself out there. Start to, start to fellowship and be with other people. Did I lose you? That's the second thing he did. This is a quick message. Number three, he spoke up. He spoke up. It's all in the Bible. He did this before unbelievers. So wait a minute. He got up. Well, that's the decision he made. He stood up with other believers. Getting stronger. He speaks up before who? Unbelievers. So often we'll speak it into church. Oh, Jesus, love me in the church. Hush your mouth. You won't say a word out there. You know why? Because you're not a real idiot. You're a phony idiot. The life, my Christian life is outside of these walls of this church. Amen? And sometimes, you think I screw it up in here, I screw it up out there sometimes. But it is what it is. Speak up before other 
unbelievers. That's what he did. So that was Jesus' commission. That's what we're all supposed to do. Do you know that or not? Say, that's what he told us to do. And watch it. They were all amazed, saying to one another, we saw the Scripture, saying one another, Behold, are not these which speak Galileans? They noticed that in Acts chapter 2. When you start to speak up and you start to show forth that you're a Christian, that you're a believer in Christ, yes, some are going to think you're an absolute lunatic. Uh, but the goal is hopefully they'll see us that we're a real lunatic. Amen? That we really mean what we say. We really are true believers in Jesus Christ. Amen? So start to speak it up. That's what he did. Y'all are sleeping on me. Here we go. Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. These men are drunk. Peter stood up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said, You men of Judea and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunk men, us talking about the Lord, as you suppose. It ain't but the third hour of the day. Yeah, I'm sorry, third hour of the day. Yeah, that's like, uh, it's nine o'clock. It's nine a.m. He says, boys, it's only nine. We ain't drunk yet. Excuse me. Amen? So he stood up. Okay? He spoke up. Look at number four in Peter's life. How did Peter become this real idiot? We're just doing it real quick this morning. He gave up. He gave up. What do I mean? He did his thing for others. He lived his life for other people. He became a giving person. You can't just be a a real idiot by just following the Lord. No, you need to stand up and you need to speak up if you really want to be that real idiot. And you really need to start getting really crazy and giving your life for other people. Now, that's an idiot that would do that, right? Say, you know, sometimes I beat myself up as being a pastor. I know God's blessed me with gifting. I'm pretty good at fixing things. I'm pretty good with money. And sometimes I'll look at my life and I know if I'd have chosen another path, I'd be a filthy millionaire, I'm telling you. Riches all get out. And the devil will get in my life sometimes and I'll get depressed and I'll get down and we'll have a knockdown drag out. Amen? And I'll have to review the good things in my life that God's done through my life through this crazy idiot Gary Clark. God used me. And I am being a success. And I have made a difference. And I do matter. And I do have value. And people are worth more than anything I could ever buy. And their lives coming back to the Lord. And people being saved. But only an idiot would think like this. To see things in heaven instead of the things on this earth. Did I lose you this morning? Giving for people. Peter did it. Peter said, silver and gold have I none. I think Peter could have been whatever Peter wanted to be. But Peter chose a life as a disciple. He didn't have anything. But what he had was Jesus Christ and the power of God in his life. Y'all hear me or not? A real idiot. I like this guy. Keep looking, Raj. Thank you. Number five, here's the last one, I think. He was filled up. You want to be a real idiot for the Lord? He was filled up. He received this, the Holy Spirit of the living God. Now, people make this spooky. It ain't spooky. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses. You know why you're not witnessing for the Lord, perhaps? You know why you're not real before others? You know why you don't have a boldness? 
It's because the Holy Spirit is there. He's with you. But you're not filled with Him. He's not coming out of you. And He's not coming out of you so you flop like a chicken. Okay? We're crazy enough already. Got it? Say. He fills you up so that you can speak up. He fills you up so you can give up. He fills you up so that you can live your life for the Lord. He fills you up so you can say no to stuff that's crazy in your life and say, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this for the Lord. This is right. This is wrong. Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost part of the earth. He's my comforter. Jesus said, I'm going to pray the Father. He's going to give you another comforter. He's going to abide in you forever, guys. You're going to make it. You can serve even when I'm not here, Jesus tells them. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world, the lost, cannot receive because it sees Him not. It doesn't know Him. But you know Him. And He dwells with you and will be in you. I love this verse. Say it with me. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. You've been saved if you put your faith in Christ. The Holy Spirit has come to you. I know it's a little crazy talk. But God's in you. He's in you. But is He in you working out of you? Or is He having to compete with you? The proud, the proud for you. The look at me you. The I can't you. Will you humble yourself? Will you give up so you can be filled up? Say, amen. How many would identify with me this morning and say this, Pastor Gary, it was something terrible that happened in my life that became the opening for the Lord to start working in my life. It was something terrible in my life that helped me to humble myself and I was on the floor, whatever it was. It could be pain, tragedy. It could be horrible decisions you've made. I'm telling you what, the Lord can work in people's lives when they really are beside themselves. Amen? Let Him get in you and work through your life. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in My name, He shall teach you all things, bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I've said unto you. Peter Receive the Lord, the Holy Spirit in his life. Then Peter, say it with me, say it with me. It's right in the Bible. Filled with the... We've been trying to see today what made Peter the real idiot that he was. Well, we saw it today. I did it really fast. You don't get to be that real idiot by just being an idiot. To be a real idiot, you got to do some stuff. Amen? And that's what Peter did. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were idiots. And they marveled at them. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. I love that verse. I love that verse. You could put that on my tombstone. Pastor Gary Clark was an idiot. But I marveled at this man because he had been with Jesus. Amen? Come on. I love that stuff. What we got, Rod? So will you say the five things Peter did? And we're done with the message. Peter did five things. You can check them out. I've got whole messages on about each one of these. But here they are. Number one, get up. 
you got to do that yourself. I can't do that for you. Number two, stand up with us, with us, with other believers of the body of Christ and grow in the Lord. And you can be that real idiot God's called you to be. Speak up to unbelievers. Don't just talk to the Christian folk all the time. Get out there. Start talking. But make sure you're real, though. Are they going to figure it out? Give up. Start giving your life. Start giving things. Start being a blessing to people. But you better do this knowing that you're doing it to love and to serve and you're not doing it to get stuff back for yourself. Got it? And number five, fill up, fill up, fill up, fill up. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill my cup. Fill me up, Lord. I pray for that for me on Sunday morning. The men in the truck, they'll pray for me. Fill Pastor Gary with the Spirit today. I'm just a guy. I don't wake out of bed on Sunday morning going, Yay! No. But I get here and love you and sing the music and and I get to see the screen and the Word of God and I get filled up. Y'all hearing me or not? If that's what being a real idiot is, then I want to be one too. I've offended some of you, haven't I? I can't believe my pastor told me I'm an idiot. I'm going to be a real idiot. (laughs) Tough. Amen? Come on. If you want to be real, I'm going to tell you something. The best real you'll ever be is you. The best you'll ever be is you. I'll never be good at being somebody else as I can be good at being me. Amen? And I'll tell you what. I'm an idiot sometimes. Amen? But that's okay because I'm a real idiot for the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Let's praise the Lord for the message. Amen? Come on. Praise the Lord. A little weird. A little weird.